0: Live from the Old Church Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. When I was young, my dad had a horse, Norwood. Norwood was a Palomino quarter horse. He was trained to do parades so he could turn on a dime. Well, when I was in first grade, six or seven years old, I was riding Norwood in the pasture, And I must have turned him too sharply because I fell and I hit my head on a fence post. And I received a major concussion. The doctors told me that I couldn't get back on a horse for a whole year. By the time that year was over, we had sold everything and moved out of state. My parents didn't have horses again like that until I was out of the house. When I was in my late twenties, early thirties, my parents bought some property and decided to open a horse ranch. Well, I lived close by and I thought that that was a perfect time to get back up on the horse again. I was scared to death. My dad offered to teach me. And so he picked out Melly. Now Melly was an amazing horse. She was well-trained, she was beautiful, she was an award-winning show horse. So he puts me up on Mellie and we're in this indoor arena. It's completely fenced in and there's pea gravel on the ground. I guess it would be softer to land on. Well, I get up on Melly, and I'm bouncing around, totally out of control. She wants to go fast. I'm pulling back on the reins. It's a mess. I felt like a klutz. I was scared, and I didn't know what was gonna happen. Well, my dad, he takes this coin and he sticks it up on the saddle, and he says, sit down deep enough to, so you don't lose the coin. Well, I was able to then concentrate on the muscles in my legs and to sit really deep in the saddle. It's called finding your seat. And when you do that, you ride, you move with the horse, as one with the horse, instead of being bounced around by the horse. Well, then the next step was, did I tell you that Melly liked to go fast? <laughs> she really liked to go fast. And so she was wanting to go, and I was holding her back, and I was pulling her, her head back towards her chest. Well, you know, they have a bit. She had this bit in her mouth. And so it was pulling against her mouth that would make her, that would hurt her and she would become less responsive. I didn't want to hurt Melly. I didn't want to ruin her. And so I started giving up some of the control and to give her a little bit more of her head, bit by bit by bit. It was nerve wracking. Well, eventually we decided Dad thought it was a good idea to go outside with Melly. Well, they had 50 acres, and part of it was forested, and these deer had made these paths. And along these paths were limbs and branches and roots. Yeah, like nothing bad could happen there, right? (laughs) And so then we go out, I'm riding Melly, and she wants to go fast, and I'm scared, and so I'm holding her back, but I didn't want to ruin her. So I started giving her a little bit more of her head, and I thought, I wonder what would happen if I let her go as fast as she wanted to go. So I tried that. It was so much fun. I remember laughing out loud. There was so much joy, the exhilaration, the freedom of racing through the forest, and Mellie never stumbled once. You know, to do that, I had to trust, well, my dad for the horse that he put me on, Melly that she would take care of me, and even the skills that I had learned. You know, as I reflect back on this story, it has spoken to me many things throughout the years. The first is that I can do a really hard thing, even though I'm afraid. You just go step by step by step. You just walk it out. I've been able to do that. I've I've done a number of jobs. Some of them I were qualified for and some of them I wasn't. I was a school bus driver for a time. I've left some abusive relationships. I became a single parent. I can do some hard things. I had a boss once and she said, you know, after we were done We weren't working together anymore. She said, you know, Kathy, I should have given you more leeway. I should have given you more freedom when you worked with me. You know, I don't think I had ever thought of it until then that I was being controlled by someone else's fear, that my freedom was limited by somebody else being afraid of the creative ideas that I had. thought about that, and I had never finished my bachelor's degree. I was in my 40s, and I decided that would help someone trust me more. And so I sold my house, moved to Oregon, and finished my degree, and in the process, I got a job. And you know what? This job, instead of a boss that was holding my reins, this job let me have my head just like I gave Melly her head. And I got to do all kinds of things, some things just completely out of my purview. And then eventually, I hit this glass ceiling there. That didn't go so well for me. I don't work there anymore. (laughs) I like to say after that, that I fell into seminary. And you know, realistically, it's a lot longer story than that. 20 years before I entered seminary, I had had this call, this desire to go to Bible school or something like seminary, because I wanted to learn how to walk alongside other people. It wasn't, I was, had young children, it wasn't something that I could do at that time. But when I hit that glass ceiling, and my world fell apart, I was crushed. My norm of trying harder didn't work anymore. I couldn't fix it. And so I followed my heart's desire and I entered seminary full time. It was scary, I used my life savings to go. But you know the thing is is I learned some I learned about a god that was bigger than I had ever known. I learned that trying harder didn't work. And I began a practice of contemplative prayer and contemplative prayer is really it's just being silent with God. It's kind of like meditation. And in doing that I found my seat in the saddle of my life to be able to discover what it was I really wanted to do and the way forward. But I did. I found found my way forward. and, And in finding my way forward, the freedom of giving myself my own head and trusting that I knew the way. You know, I graduated from seminary a couple of years ago, and I have started, in collaboration with a a few friends, a couple spiritual formation ministries of walking alongside other people. Now that is exhilarating. And I just finished my first semester of seminary again for my doctorate. So when you find the seat, your seat in your life, and you trust the way forward and follow the desires of your heart, that's exhilarating.